Shimai. Hello. I'm Julian Lewis-Jones. You may know me from blockbuster movies like Justice League and The Bank Job. Famously, Clint Eastwood offered me the Matt Damon role in the epic movie Invictus, when he realized that I was a natural stud at playing rugby. But I said to Clint, no, no Clint, this kid Damon, he deserves a chance. Needless to say, Matt's career has come on leaps and bounds since I gave him that lucky break. I'm sure that when he's running around filming the 63rd Jason Bourne film, Something in the back of his mind will always say, Thank you, Jules. Thank you. Anyway, welcome to this, the final episode of Culture My Arts Series 1. You've been so brave to make it this far. The road has been tough, and the content has most definitely been weird and crap. However, you must now be wondering whether your perseverance will be rewarded with a finale worthy of praise. I regret to inform you that this is not the case. Every show is as poor as the last. As a North Welshman born and bred, I was hoping that a comedy podcast recorded by some of Bangor University's finest graduates would bring some pride to the area. Contrarily, all this series has done is bring great shame to all of us here in North Wales and beyond. Later in this episode, the cast of Culture My Arts will ask you to support a second series by donating to their Patreon, Patreon, something like that. I beg you, please do not do this. End this vicious torture. We have suffered enough. Producer, I swear to God, if you press the wrong button one more time, your face will be on a milk carton. Okay? <sighs> Jesus wept. Right, play the music then. No, no, no! Not the cheeky girls! The theme music, you plum! The theme music! Music. Nobody wants their kid to be a musician. Film. It was good until Tom Holland showed up with his juice boxes. Opinion. Guy Bonson. And other things. It's Culture My Arts. Your latest culture headlines. Taj Mahal decimated after Uber trial driverless planes. That's in this week's Trout Fishing Times. You won't even notice the difference, says ITV boss, as the channel opt to replace Anton Deck with artificial intelligence. And finally, The Sun have just printed a blank front page with boxes for the reader to make the news whatever they want to believe. I've written the headline, Culture My Arts wins Grammy, and a little picture of me with an award. <laughs> Those are your culture headlines. And I'm Frank Sod. Welcome to Culture My Arts, the first solar-powered radio show. Now, this may be our final programme for now, but don't worry, each episode is extremely replayable. Don't believe us? Well, we've been playing Series 1 on loop to a maximum security prisoner doing life in solitary confinement. 
Let's have a listen to the live feed. Daniel, please, 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 please. It's awful, Daniel, please, 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 please. <laughs> please, please, turn it off. What is this? Please, it's, it's awful. Please, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. Please, 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 please. I bet the time is flying by. Now, let's get ready to receive a huge splat of news, as this week, the UK government are ready to roll out plans to trial the first natural selection hospital. Poppy Cox speaks words. It's time the NHS went through some evolution. That was the quip from the Prime Minister as he unveiled the first of many natural selection hospitals set to open across the UK. In the hospitals of old, Your health is the responsibility of doctors and nurses. But now, it's up to the patients to earn their survival. So, this is one of our wards in the Natural Selection Hospital. As you can see, all the drips are hooked up to hamster wheels. The medication is only administered when the patient is running. It doubles up as great exercise, and it can also be quite enjoyable. Isn't that right, Albert? So... Tired! Can't go on! Oh, Nath! We've got another dropper! B22! Sad about that. I like Albert. Okay, so if we carry on through here... And this is our theatre. As you can see, we've installed a big mirror on the ceiling and provided the necessary apparatus to allow patients to perform their own operations. Here we have Irene performing her own open-heart surgery. How's it going, Irene? Very well, thank you. Yeah, just got to be careful as I make an incision around the left ventricle. Oopsie-daisy! Oh dear, very messy. In the new Natural Selection Hospital, patient deaths have increased by over 200%. However, the health secretary maintains this is the right move by the government. Yes, well, the uh, great thing about the Natural Selection Hospital is that it's put less pressure on doctors and nurses to keep people alive. Well, if anything, it's the opposite. Exactly. If the responsibility lies with the patient to stay alive, then nobody can say the NHS is running inefficiently, no matter how many people die, because it's their fault. So, I'm just going to take you to the casino area of the hospital. You may be wondering why there's lots of people running around the corridors on our way. It's because we've hidden stem cells around various locations in the hospital as a kind of scavenger hunt. There are no real wolves, except finders keepers of course. For patients that are too young or too infirm to compete in the physical trials for survival, the natural selection hospitals have a casino section to let good fortune decide their fate. I mean, when people pay their taxes, they're taking a gamble because they don't actually know if we're going to invest it properly into the NHS anyway. At least the natural selection hospital casinos are honest and upfront about that fact. This way, patients are still gambling with their money in life, but at least in the process, they uh, get to have a nice flutter on their horses. If you're not confident in your physical attributes to keep you alive, The Natural Selection Hospital Casino is the place to go. Here, patients can get lucky and win their survival by chance. For example, this table is called Transfusion Confusion. Under each cup is one pint of blood. They get mixed up and the player must pick their right one. 
So, let's give someone a free go. Mm. Um, oh, come on, little Timmy. Pick on cop. That one. Oh, oh, negative. Sorry, little guy. That's not your blood type, is it? Back of the cube. Shame. Nice kid. And then, over here is the roulette table. Hi, Betty. You're having on spin. Oh, yes. Feeling very lucky tonight. Come on. Come on. Oh. 34 bed. Sorry, Betty. Oh. Dr. Collins? Yeah? Could you move Betty 34 places down on the transplant list? Oh, no. People have been calling this a Hunger Games style policy. How do you respond to that? No, 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 no. Our Hunger Games policy is the food bank fight clubs we're introducing next month. I mean, Hunger Games the film. Oh, um... Can we cut that? The question on everyone's mind is, is this what Charles Darwin would have wanted? On account of him being dead, we'll never truly know. But after a brief glance at his Wikipedia page, probably yes. Poppy Cox, Newsplat. Culture My Arts, a good radio show. Splat, splat, it's Culture My Arts, the show that future therapists will cite as the source of your trauma. I'm Frank Sod, the purveyor of terror. Raw. Well, I'm just receiving a fax from my producer as we speak, which is in Braille. Give me two seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, okay, yes, we can cross over live to tolerate the ever-competent correspondent... Eleanor Thorne. Eleanor? Yes, Frank, you join me just before I'm about to pull off some cutting-edge live journalism. I'm with two bodyguards as we're about to door-knock an infamous drug kingpin who's known in the area for growing large quantities of marijuana, i.e. ganja. Hello? David Graham of 34 Albany Place. No, this is 34 Albany Road. We've got the wrong address. It seems so, yes. But we're live on the radio. Okay. So, you've got no drugs? Not that I'm aware of. Not that you're aware of, so you're not saying no? I'm, I'm joking, I, I don't have any drugs. Nice try, buster. Come on, boys, let's get him. Stay with us, Frank. There's still a story here. We're going into the house to discover the drugs. Aha! They're here. What? That's that's just parsley. It's just, it's just a bit of parsley. Pull the other one. I know the devil's asparagus when I smell it. And the audience at home can't smell anything, so they have to believe me. It's just parsley, honestly. There's some cilantro in the lounge. The lounge? Of course. I bet that's where you keep your dirty, naughty money. No, no, no don't go in there. My, my kids are in there. Oh, so you grow your drugs next to your kids. And I suppose they test the merchandise as well. You scumbag. Daddy, what's happening? I'm checking the back of the sofa. Yes, just as I thought. £2.40 in change, a penguin wrapper and a button. Conclusive proof of drug selling. You're going away for a long time. Daddy... Your daddy's under citizen's arrest. How do you feel? What a little rat. And the dad was a git as well. 
Thanks to Eleanor for serving justice. But what about when noble radio shows like ours aren't around to serve justice and inspire law-abiding behaviour? The answer doesn't bear thinking about. But we will anyway. In this week's edition of Culture Shock, Jerry Bitter reports on the musical epidemic which is swallowing our youth whole and sicking them back up in a pile of villainous jiggery-pokery. First, it was rock music. Then, rap music. Now, it's this. Get out my ranch, boy. You're gonna be in trouble. I don't take kindly to trespassers. If you're still on my ranch by half past six, I'll put another hole where your asshole is. Get out my way. These are the words of hand-me-down Bill, one of the leading artists at the forefront of the new barncore movement, an aggressive form of country music which has taken our youth by storm. Much like that storm that Jesus made happen with the wasps in the Bible. I don't think you know what we do to strangers around here, do you, son? If you had any sense about you, you'd get on your horse and go the other way. Do you know what we do to strangers around here? We hang them by their legs You know why strangers don't come around here? Cause we'll kidnap their kids Come on son, don't if you wanna keep your fingers These lyrics may sound like a whole heap of fun, but not for people like ex-mother Jen Boddington. She thought the barncore artists like Randy Cowpat or Mad Saddle were as harmless as cold chips, until she walked into her garden one afternoon to find her twin sons had shot each other well dead in a western standoff. Our creative team put together this tasteless reconstruction. Gonna shoot you dead just like in those songs we listen to. Damn right! This garden ain't big enough for the both of us. Oh god dang, this hurts! You're right! I guess we shouldn't have listened to those songs. I went outside and saw my baby boys. Revolvers in their hands. Both wearing cowhide leather jackets, big heeled boots, neckerchiefs, pieces of straw in their mouths. One of them had thrown a spittoon. I just, I don't know how this was allowed to happen. How indeed. A question which we took to Dennis Carter, Metropolitan Police Chief. Or should we call him the Sheriff? We are aware of the situations going on with Western youth gangs. Uh, clearly, we've had a huge resurgence in drive-by shootings, all on horseback. Shootouts are happening around the clock. Unfortunately, it's so hard to police this kind of violence, as a lot of these incidents are occurring in saloons. Now, all we can say is that the Met Police are engaging these groups, 
For example, we are currently trying to draw out some of the main players by sending in undercover cops dressed as native Indians. Yeah, well, I love me a gosh darn saloon fight. Yeah, I drink one beer, two beer, three beer, four beer, five beer, six beer, seven beer, eight beer, nine beer, ten beer, and I'll drink them again in the saloon. I need a fight. Shoot my wife in the saloon. I need a fight. I need a fight. We're joined on the phone by Lib Dem MP Melanie Bindle. Melanie, how can you sit idly by and watch the barncore movement thwack the innocence of our youth? Sorry, who are you referring to? Well, I'm talking hand-me-down Bill, steel-toed donkey cart, Luby tumbleweed, Donny the native thumber, I could go on. I literally have no idea who any of these people are. Besides, music doesn't just trigger out-and-out chaos. There's lots of political factors beneath the surface that could alienate the younger generation. Oh, give over, Melody. I mean, listen to some of these lyrics. How can you not transform into a dastardly gunslinger after hearing gubbins like this? I am a cowboy like no other. I'm going to herd all of your mothers. Choke on your jerky, you sandy flid. I'll shoot you with my bullets really hard, partner. How do you react to that, Melanie? And it's as easy as that. Sometimes in this life you gotta do what's best to preserve your own and keep on living. And if that means other people don't get to live, well, gosh dang, so be it. Killer dead. Killer dead. Listening to Culture My Arts. Mm, yeah, well, well, I heard he breaks up Oxo cubes and uh, honks them through a five-pound note. Yeah. Oh, bugger, we're back on air. Hi, I'm Frank Sod for Culture My Arts. My imaginary friend recently asked me if I watch soaps. I said no. I usually just rub them around the delicate crevices of my body until a lather is formed. My imaginary friend was so disgusted by my response that the section of my brain which hallucinated him detached itself from the cranium and dropped out of my nostril. After a few days of crying, I realised that he actually meant soap operas, silly Billy, of which there are many that I'm an avid fan of. In fact, I think we can tune into the BBC right now for my favourite radio drama, The Hampton Wick. Hold on. Oh, Bobby, you look so handsome in your birthday suit. Oh, no, and the tux ain't half bad either. <laughs> As banter goes, that was top draw. All dressed up for a birthday meal with the family. What a delightful surprise. Well, it, 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 actually, it's a fancy dress I was planning on going down. The Hampton Wick. Of course. 
I thought we talked about this earlier. When? Before the episode started. Are you telling me that you'd rather be with your pub pals watching football than be with me? Believe me, Ange, I want to be with you. But until you learn the offside rule, it really is like pulling teeth. And what about your daughter? Have you ever had a single thought about her? Of course I have. When she was born, I thought, oh, look, that's my daughter coming out of my wife. Bobby Hope, don't you dare go to that little, horrible, unhygienic hellhole of a pub. Little? The council tax on that place costs an arm and a leg and a bag of toes to boot. As for the hygiene, I told you about that otter in the urinal trough in strict confidence. It's your birthday. You should be here with your family. Oh, I'm never treated like this in the wick. Maybe they should be my new family. Wilco could be my new wife. Gav could be my new daughter. Tiny could be my new dad. It'll be initially confusing, but it's surely better than this. Well, if that's how you feel, go. Just go, Bobby! It always gets me. (sighs) Now, I had to stop my abuse of alcohol one night ten years ago after starting a forest fire in a Christmas tree shop and trekking up Everest on a pogo stick. These days, I just play it safe on ecstasy. Despite its dangers, lots of Britain and most of Scotland continue to indulge in this deadly elixir. There's only one man to bust this alcoholic taboo. It's Willie Kazoo. Alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. It's the most dangerous drug of all time. And yet, it's available on the shelves of every store in the country. Well, most stores. Not stores like Game, Holland and Barrett and Ann Summers. Well, not if Willy Kazoo has anything to say about it. Clean up on the wine aisle, please. Clean up on the wine aisle. Thank you. Alcohol causes more vomit per capita than pregnancy, vertigo, and food poisoning combined. Scientists proved this by weighing all the sick ever produced in 2019. Yes, there it is. About 20,000 tons of sick. Baloney on earth. What should we do with it now? Uh, I'll go and get the mop. The rate of adolescents abusing alcohol has increased to such a degree that you should really be concerned about it. Don't believe me? Culture My Arts has worked with Facebook to gain intel that a private underage drinking party has taken place in this suburban semi-detached in Kent. In the name of investigative journalism, I climbed into an open window and pulled whatever evidence I could from under the bed. And what do I find? A bin bag chock full of alcohol pops. With brand names like these, is it any wonder our kids are hooked? Here's just a few voiced by me in post-production. Wacky wobbles. Nunu's discarded catheter water. Naughty apple juice. 
Jin and Sonic the Hedgehog. Big Mama's Teat Fizz. Diddy Nightcap. Neil Buchanan's Tasty Paint Tins. And look at this one I've just found unopened at the bottom of the bag. Presumably saved for her breakfast. It's a brand of fruit vodka pop called Shush. Don't tell Mummy you're slashed. This kind of debauchery would never have happened in my youth. Because I'm sure if it did, my friends would have invited me. <laughs> Remember, kids, Alco Pop. More like Alco Stop. Because when you booze, you lose. There's only one way to prove the danger of alcoholism. And that's to put my neck on the line and show you the effects of these sordid substances. I'm in my local Weatherspoons, and I'm mic'd up. What you hear from this point is my night out, infused with the weak-kneed giddiness of treacherous tipple. To warn my fellow boozers, I'm wearing a t-shirt that says, I'm exceeding my recommended daily alcohol intake. Perhaps next time you decide to selfishly binge, you'll give others similar courtesy. Barkeep, one beer, please. Shaken, not stirred. <laughs> mm, this beer is nice, isn't it, Barkeep? <coughs> Hello. Would you like to be best friends? Well, my name's Willie Kazoo, and I'm a journalist. Can I have your number? So then I said, Culture? I hardly know her. <laughs> Where are you going? Eight Jaeger bombs, barkeep. Oh my god, why is my face so warm? Yes, uh, yes, yes. Barkeep, uh, what would you say is your most degenerate shot? Twelve of those, please. <laughs> I see why everybody flocks to these smoking areas. This is, this is simply delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Am I doing it right? Hey, 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 hey! Do you want to fight, big boy? Huh? Do you know who I am? I'm Willie Zoo. I'll bust you like I bust taboos. <laughs> Let's take this outside! Come on then! I'll take you no problem! Hit me then! I will! the morning after. My head is pounding like a melon in a washing machine. But what have I learned about alcohol? I've realized that alcohol can be a good social lubricant that mustn't be abused. 
Also, I've realised that drunk men don't start fights because alcohol turns them into demonic oafs. No, it's just homosexual tension. Come on, fellas, there's an easy solution. Willie, are you finished? Absolutely, Brian. Let's have round two. Correct. It is Culture My Arts. If you have a brain, Willie Kazoo. Busting through a few taboos there, I think. Uh, now I'm hearing we can cross over live to the final stretch of an ongoing race row. No, not race row. You heard correctly. Race row. All the different ethnic groups across the world have been training hard for a boat race in the Nile. Let's hear from our commentator, Phil In. Yes, Frank, you join us here as the Boudous of the Wamba Territory lead the way, closely followed by the Catalans. Up on the outside is the Greenland Inuits. The Cornish not far behind. Overtaking them now is the French Canucks, neck and neck with the Persians. We're hearing that the Flemings of Belgium have been disqualified for throwing a clog at the Tibetan boat. The Irish Americans have just capsized right in front of us here as we approach the final stretch. Breaking into pole position is the Kashmiris of Punjab, but the Macedonian Greeks are in hot pursuit. Final few rows. The Polynesians could take it, but who's this bursting through? It's the Scots. Oh my God. How the hell did they do that? You won't believe this, Frank. The Scots have managed to succeed here, completely independent of England. This is amazing stuff. Okay, the new. Thanks, Phil. Really fantastic to hear a rare event like that live on the show. Pitching races against each other never usually happens in the news, so it's a bit of a novelty. Email us if you watched that race on TV. Tell us what you think. I wish I was on TV. Speaking of emails, you geniuses have also been emailing your reviews for Culture My Arts. To mark the end of Series 1, we're going to read some of the best ones out over some jazz. Stella R. Twonk has written, uh, PC nonsense for snowflakes with icy butt plugs. Jackson Nutcracker gives us five stars with the caption, Weird and crap. Jenna 40-something said, I was listening to Culture My Art on the tube. I honestly wasn't enjoying it and went to grab my phone from my inside pocket to turn it off. In the process, my headphone jack slipped out and everyone on the carriage could hear what I was listening to. In a frenzied rush to mute the audio, my touchscreen froze. I couldn't take it any longer. So embarrassed was I by your awful podcast that I smashed my phone up in the middle of the aisle just to make it stop. Darth Paul 97 has put, Podcasts are supposed to make me relax, not think. Jehovah's Fitness writes, As a supporter who has pledged £5 a month on Patreon for the last three months, I was really looking forward to the first series of Culture My Arts. However, having listened to the opening few episodes, I wish I'd used that money to buy 76 packets of Space Raiders. 
called Nanny Joan listened to us on Stitcher and she wanted to let us know that she's prayed for our deaths. Thanks, Joan. Shaking Stephen calls Culture My Arts about as funny as a cockroach rearing its young inside your skull. And Julie Pop123 wants to thank our show for helping her recover from a coma. Her family used to continuously play podcasts at her bedside table in hospital to give her comfort. She says it was the intense urge to switch off Culture My Arts which immediately woke her up. Wait. Hold on. Those were the best ones. Hey. <sighs> well, they say you can't please everyone. But honestly, I, I didn't think we'd please no one. I mean, I know I slag it off, but truth be told, I like this show. Yeah, it's weird and crap, but we're not exactly going to get a job on Radio 3, are we? I just wish we could have a second chance, you know? An opportunity to just do it all again. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to do it all again. Six shows, but I don't wanna go. Just wanna see what more brings. One way, someone's got to pay. Don't make me close the store. It's not my fault That I'm broke as fuck Can't throw us away We're here to stay But the world is in our way Spent all this time To do it all again If you leave us a good review We might just make another series Who knows where we'd get It's not our fault 